Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast, a community where we aim to be strong mothers raising empowered daughters. This is Carrie Kampakis, your host, and you're listening to Episode 1. On today's show, I'll offer tips on coaching your daughter through friend drama. I chose this as our kickoff episode because it is the number one stress I hear about among girls. It causes heartache, tears, confusion, and pain. And as moms, we often feel helpless in comforting and guiding our daughters. We get angry or upset, and it's all downhill from there. For girls, especially teenage girls, friends can make or break their middle school and high school experience. And I truly believe one of the best gifts we can give our daughters is to be a voice of wisdom and a steady source of support as they navigate peer relationships. Whether you're listening to this episode alone, with friends, or with your favorite girl, I hope you find it relevant and helpful. I hope it sparks new ideas about how you can respond to the friend drama your daughter faces. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Years ago, I spoke to a group of fifth grade moms about teaching our daughters to build each other up, not tear each other down. I'd just been to a University of Alabama gymnastics meet, and what stood out to me was how these gymnasts cheered as their teammates did these crazy acrobatics on the mat. Every time a girl nailed a tumbling pass, her teammates went berserk on the sidelines, screaming at the top of their lungs and jumping up and down. And all I could think was how different our world would be if girls could always join forces like this and see themselves as part of the same team. One mom in this group I was speaking to, a successful entrepreneur, raised her hand when I finished my spill and said, Ladies, we've got to teach this to our daughters now. I have 50 female employees, and we just had to have a big powwow over this very issue. These are grown women who can't get along, and it creates a very unpleasant work environment. It hit me then why it's essential to teach our daughters early how to deal with friend drama, girl drama, and conflict. Little girls who can't get along become big girls who can't get along, and as they get older, the problems get bigger and the stakes get higher. Honestly, it's kind of tough to change an adult, but with our children and our teenagers, we have a window of opportunity that won't always exist to teach this vital life skill. Right now, our kids are young, impressionable, and pretty easy to influence, and how well we coach them through the ups and downs of relationships, especially with other girls, will have long-term consequences. It could make all the difference in whether they succeed or fail in their friendships, their marriage, and even their careers. So what is a girl mom to do? How do you respond when your daughter comes home one day and bursts into tears over a social devastation? Girls can put on a tough act at school, but as they get home, The guards come down, the truth comes out, and we moms are left to decide how to help them process their pain. Every situation is unique, and some problems your daughter faces may be out of your league and require professional help. Some situations may warrant a conversation with a teacher, a coach, or even another parent. Typically, however, you can comfort and empower your daughter at home. Here are eight pointers to get you started so that you can become her safe place and sounding board. Number one, stay calm and don't act on your knee-jerk response. One common mistake that moms make, and I've been guilty of this one myself, is overreacting or taking immediate action. Mama bear is a real thing, and while there are certainly situations that call for mama bear, I think it's best to savor for big events. Otherwise, we may become known as that mom who's always angry or always upset, who always has a bone to pick with someone. A school principal for over 30 years told me that she's not seeing more girl drama than she used to see, but she is seeing heightened emotions among parents. As we all know from social media, we live in an age of nuclear reactions where parents lose it over every offense, and rarely do nuclear reactions help. If you ask your daughter if she wants you to get involved in her friend dilemma, 
Nine times out of ten, she'll tell you no, and she may stop opening up to you if she thinks she'll freak out or potentially make the situation worse. So save your outrage and the phone calls for when it really matters, and don't send a message when you're angry. Cool down and wait until you can think rationally before making a move. Number two, be a source of strength and reason. When your daughter's hurting, she needs you to listen, empathize, and just meet her where she is. You don't have to badmouth anyone. Just validate her feelings and take in her story. Tell her how sorry you are, how no one deserves to be treated that way, and how the most hurtful people give us the best examples of how not to act. Remind your daughter of how much you love her and admire her, and make sure she knows how deeply God loves her, even on her worst day. In my book, Light, I tell girls that what people say about them is opinion, and what God says about them is fact, and the way to know their worth is to focus on the facts. This message is especially important when your daughter's hurt and her mind is cloudy and she needs someone to verbalize the truth about who she is in the eyes of her creator. Number three, help your daughter breathe, calm down, and brainstorm options. You might begin by asking her questions like, what do you want to do? What do you want me to do? How do you want to handle this? In many cases, your daughter will have ideas of how to respond and not need intervention from you. Number four, remind your daughter that her friend issues are nobody else's business, so don't give her classmates the satisfaction of knowing all the juicy details. The fact is, everyone loves a catfight, and when girls show signs of anger or hurt, a lot of people will quickly draw closer to try and get the scoop. Some girls thrive on this attention. They tell everybody about their friend drama under the guise of seeking advice or to win people over to their side, and all that does is ruin relationships, amplify the drama, and start rumors. Tell your daughter she can vent to you, but try not to vent at school. Remind her to be careful who she talks to, because if she's genuinely seeking advice, one or two trustworthy people should be enough to get input from. Your daughter doesn't owe an answer to anyone because most people are just nosy and just want to stir the pot of drama. If classmates ask your daughter what's going on, she can tell them, I love Anna and we're trying to work through this privately and leave it there. She'll also see what kind of friend Anna is by whether she shows the same respect in return. Number five, look for the lessons. My daughter once went on a weekend retreat where her good friends unexpectedly turned on her. I was out of town for a speaking event when she got home and called me crying, and my heart broke for her as she replayed the sequence of events. For reasons she didn't know, her friend group had edged her out, but thankfully, other friends she'd made that year swept in to love her and cheer her up. I've always told my girls to cast a wide net to try and make a lot of friends beyond their closest circle, and on that particular weekend, this advice paid off. As much as it hurt to see my daughter sad, I also realized how this experience helped drive home certain lessons I'd tried to teach her for years. For starters, she learned that people can be fickle, and even close friends aren't always predictable. And that's why Jesus has to be number one in our lives, because if we make our friends our God, putting them on a pedestal they're not meant to be on, they will inevitably let us down. My daughter also learned how it feels to be ostracized. Six months later, when a friend of hers got kicked out of her friend group, she didn't jump on the bandwagon of being called to her. She stood by her friend during a lonely time because she knew exactly how she felt. Finally, my daughter learned why kindness matters, both the kindness shown to her and the kindness she had shown previously to the girls who took care of her. So often, girls are only nice to their core group, and when that group changes or turns on them, they have nowhere to go. Nobody will take them in because they were so exclusive or mean. Being kind to everyone is not only the right thing to do, It's also a smart thing to do. Number six, seek truth, not victory. So often in life, we just want to be right. 
And one common mentality I see with moms, and I've been here myself, is the desire to fix the girls who hurt their daughters. The problem with this is, one, we can't fix anyone, and two, our daughters will encounter hurtful people their entire lives. We can't follow them to college and set straight anyone who's not treating them well, which means that we've got to help them build an inner strength and equip them to handle these situations wisely. Now, I don't always recommend calling the other mom when two girls have conflict, but sometimes, especially when the girls are young and don't have many conflict resolution skills, this can be helpful. When my daughter was in third grade, she and a good friend started fighting. Since that mom and I were friends, we talked about it, and what started as a calm conversation quickly got heated as we both felt attacked. In my head, an alarm went off as I realized my daughter and I might both lose good friends if we continued in this uncivil direction, so I invited this mom and her daughter to our house so we could talk it out. She was a little hesitant at first, but then she agreed to come. I had to calm down, swallow my pride, and ask God to give me the right words. I had to remind myself that I loved my friend and her child. Since the two girls had different stories, I decided that my goal was to seek truth and not victory, and to be okay with admitting or apologizing for anything that my child or I had done wrong. Parents get defensive when you attack their child, and no matter how close you are to another mom, their loyalty is ultimately with their family. They love their daughter just as much as you love your daughter. So if you're angry going into these conversations, if you act like your daughter's an angel and their daughter's a villain, if you don't believe your daughter could do something hurtful intentionally or not, these conversations may blow up in your face. I was aware of this because I'd been dragged into a fight between two angry moms the year before, and I'd seen the heat escalate with every accusation they threw out. So before my friend and her daughter arrived, I prayed. I asked God to help me see them through his eyes. I reminded myself that these girls were young, good-hearted, and still learning how to be friends. When they arrived, we all hugged, and then we let each girl tell her side of the story. We reminded them that they loved each other and had a friendship worth fighting for, and rather than point fingers, they should focus on how the other person's actions made them feel. It's often said that when two people disagree, the truth is usually somewhere in the middle, and that was the case here. Neither girl was lying. They just had different perceptions of the same events. We ended on a great note, and I was thankful my daughter had this experience of talking things out respectfully with a friend. Number seven, talk to your daughter about healthy relationships and setting boundaries with hurtful people. Here's the deal. Some people are good for your daughter, and some people are not. In every season, there will always be someone who makes her feel small, who belittles her, who gets under her skin, or who simply wants her to fail. Not every conflict or tension can be resolved. Not every hurtful person will stop being hurtful. Your daughter won't click with everyone, and that's okay. She doesn't have to be best friends with everyone, but she can be kind. She can do the right thing, even if other girls do not. Friendships in middle school and high school can be very fluid. They change constantly, ebbing and flowing as girls discover new passions, meet new people, get burned by friends they thought they could trust, and figure out what real friendship looks like. Knowing up front that changes and shifts are perfectly normal can help your daughter feel less alone when the heartaches occur. There's no such thing as a perfect friend, but there are good friends, and your superpower as a mom is to help your daughter find them. There's a Sugarland song that talks about how there's some hands you shake and some hands you hold. Many girls in your daughter's life will be the hands that she shakes. They may be friendly, they may laugh and have fun, but deep down she'll know that these are not committed friends. Real friends are the hands that she'll hold. These are the girls she'll journey through life with, the lifelong sisters of the heart. And as my dad always says, most people can count their real friends on one hand. And if you have that, you're lucky. Friend drama is hurtful because girls are trusting. 
They're just starting to see the best and worst in humanity. And as they pull away from their families to gain independence, their friendships become increasingly important. Girls desperately want to belong and feel known. And when friendships go well, there's no better feeling. But when friendships go south, and your daughter discovers that the girls she bared her heart and soul to have undermined her, gossiped about her, or written her off, it's a shock to the system. You can't take away your daughter's pain, but you can walk through that pain with her. You can be a steady, loving presence and point her to the people and the hobbies that bring her joy, whether that's spending the weekend at her grandparents' farm or creating art in your garage. And when the time is right, you can share stories from your life and offer perspective. You can remind your daughter that how someone else acts says more about them than it says about her. In the Bible, Jesus tells us to be as innocent as doves, yet as shrewd as snakes. In relationships, I think this means teaching your daughter to be gentle, yet smart. Some girls won't like her. Some girls can't be trusted with too many details about her life. Some girls get on power trips and expect blind obedience. Some girls bond through bullying, gossiping, or leaving people out. Some girls are just mean, and that there is always hope that they can change. It's best to just be polite and keep a safe distance until that happens. Even hurtful people serve a purpose in your daughter's life. They teach her who she doesn't want to be and what friends she doesn't want to have. They make her more kind and compassionate. So when your daughter is hurt, please don't resort to the cliche, girls are mean, because that is a stereotype, and stereotypes are never 100% true. The fact is your daughter needs good friends, and teaching her to be skeptical of all females creates a self-fulfilling prophecy that may keep her from building the connection she needs. Dr. Lisa Damore, in her best-selling book, Untangled, writes, I can't overstate the significance of a teenager's tribe membership. Teenagers aren't just looking to make friends. They are replacing the family they've withdrawn from, or at least might barely acknowledge in public, with a tribe they can feel proud to call their own. Help your daughter find healthy friendships while learning to set boundaries with people she can't trust. Remind her how there are some people she can love up close and personal and others she can love from an arm's length, keeping a safe distance for now. And number eight, help your daughter understand that conflict is a part of life and she'll never reach a point where she gets along seamlessly with everyone. She can't control how anyone else behaves, but she can control her behavior and reactions. God rewards faithfulness, and when your daughter does the right thing, going to the source when there's a problem to talk it out one-on-one, apologizing for what she does wrong, not burning bridges that will come back to haunt her, letting little offenses slide, and trying to be a peacemaker rather than a troublemaker, when she does these things, it puts her on a path that God can bless. That blessing usually comes in the form of peace and being able to like herself at the end of the day. Help your daughter make choices that allow her to sleep well at night and be at peace with God. And I just want to wrap up by saying how we often expect our daughters to master the skills that we, as grown women, have yet to master. We get frustrated, especially with the friend drama, yet we fail to give our girls the tools to handle it well. Little girls who don't get along become big girls who don't get along. So let's coach our daughters on this vital life skill that can make or break their relationships. Even America's top couples therapist says the number one predictor of success in marriage is how well two people can resolve conflict. By viewing the conflicts that our daughters face as opportunities in disguise, a chance to teach this essential life skill, we set them up to win. Even when your daughter feels alone or rejected, God adores her. He never leaves her or gives up on her, and this truth is a lifeline. It may take a friendship rift for your daughter to realize why she needs Jesus, why he's the only reliable anchor when a storm hits. And if that is her biggest takeaway from a relationship fallout, chalk it up as a gift. God never wastes our pain, 
and even friendship pain can present new opportunities for your daughter to grow in faith. On a final note, I'd like to share this poem from Mother Teresa called Anyway. It is a special application to relationships, and I hope it inspires you like it does me. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. And the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Friends, I'm so grateful you tuned in today. Your time is valuable, and I consider it a real privilege that you shared some time with me. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen and leave a ratings or review to help others find it. If you have ideas for future episodes, message me on Instagram or Facebook. Parenting is not easy, but I'm glad to be on this journey with you, learning from your experiences as we encourage each other forward.